Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. It's hard to be a moral person. Technology. Making it even. Or so Fox would have you think. Digital distractions such as social media and smartphones wreak havoc on our attention spans. Could they also be making us less ethical? That part might be. I read it and it actually, when I was, so, and by read it, I mean I was, I plugged it into So do you want to go over the meat and bones of the article before you give your opinion on it for our listeners? Let me let me just read the introduction and it will give you a good sense. It was on the day I read a Facebook post by my sick friend that I started to really question my relationship with technology. An old friend had posted a status update saying he needed to rush to the hospital because he was having health crisis. I half choked on my tea and stared at my laptop. I recognized the post as a plea for support. I felt fear for him. And then I did nothing about it because I saw in another tab that I had just gotten a new email and I went to check that instead. After a few minutes scrolling my Gmail, I realized something was messed up. The new email was obviously not as urgent as the sick friend and yet I acted as if they were equal claims of my attention. What was wrong with me? Was I a terrible person? I dashed off a message to my friend, but continued to feel disturbed. Now, before you go any further, I want to know what your initial reaction to that opener Honestly, when I was reading this, I felt like I wrote this. Oh my god. No, and no, I mean what, this what? in the sense that they are describing their feelings, their actions, and that moment of realization. Do you so was you you're saying you felt like it was relatable? Not only that, but it really felt like it was in my voice or a voice that I could relate to based off of how I write and communicate. Because I, Q the Kendrick, was conflicted. <laughs> he was using his influence? Because, yes. Sometimes you did the same. No, but feel me though. How, how many times have we been there? And like initially, when I read, and maybe I'm just jaded by all of the social media hype, right? But when I initially read that, I was like, if your friend was on the way to the hospital and one of the first things they thought to do was make a social media post <laughs> I think we're missing the point here and this is why you come to the flood because this whole the whole frame was that social media and I'm I'm kind of like cutting you off here a little bit no but the I'm whole totally frame, taking notes The whole frame of this article is that social media has ruined our attention spans. And 
by default, the ruining of our attention spans has also kind of affected our morality, right? Like we have condensed existence into recordable moments or postable moments, right? For the likes, right? Like everybody is like, is out here uh, attention farming now because of social media. And the author of this article frames that in a way that blames it on technology, but I'm conflicted because I don't think it's the tech's fault. Nigga, that's like blaming your computer for deleting your email, right? Like, that, that <laughs> that's is, that boomer is, shit. That is something that uh, Seagal Samuel, the author, does talk about is the answer to a lot of these questions are these corporations are designing these apps to yes. be addictive. That's and, it. And the That's author is it. like, well, we should self-regulate. To you... a point, yes. yes. He says that the author's argument is that it should be self-regulation in addition to actual regulation that doesn't overstep the purpose of the serpent. We are seeing that happen now with the way that a decent amount of Gen Z is responding to social media. But yes, the author is entirely right when, or I, I personally feel the author is entirely right when they say that the issue isn't technology. It is the commodif <laughs> the, the commodification of yes, yes, the commodification of technology, right? Like these smartphones when uh, I don't know if you remember PDAs before smartphones, right? But the concept of a smartphone, like a handheld smart device that helps you organize your lifestyle was around before iPhones came about, right? Before touchscreens and all of that shit, right? Uh, black, back when like fucking Blackberry was like the top of the line kind of like smartphone business. Yes, yeah, Palm Pilots, right? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that's what they call them, fucking Palm Pilots. But PDA, professional development, uh, uh, ed, or whatever was the, I, I don't remember what the fucking acronym Anyway, uh, yeah, no, those have been around for a while, right? It wasn't until these, these things that were originally designed to be tools, right, became tools of entertainment and the same thing with like social media it was supposed to be like a networking tool a tool instagram was supposed to be a tool you use to like manage and share like your your private moments and like an online photo book right but then once we turn these places and these spaces into online markets then yeah everything everything becomes up for sale right like it's a fucking virtual yard sale right like fucking Chappelle predicted or not Chappelle predicted that but like Chappelle hinted on that when he made his internet in real life sketch 
and now the internet is in real life thanks to social media right like social media has literally blurred the lines between real life and the internet or excuse me not social media but the commodification of social media has blurred the lines between real life and the internet when you can make your real life your business like the creator economy right not to cut you off but let me cook because to juxtapose this article this vox article uh, i found a wapo article earlier this week that was talking about the millions of people that work as content creators in this country and aren't officially recorded in the records or barely exist right like there's lots of spaces that that category just doesn't fit so this actually goes back into the part of this Vox article that talks about the concept of attention. The idea of moral attention goes back at least as far as ancient Greece, where the Stoics wrote about the practice of attention as the cornerstone of a good spiritual life. In modern Western thought, Ethics didn't focus too much on attention until a band of female philosophers came along, starting with Simone Weil. Weil, an early 20th century French philosopher and Christian mystic, wrote that attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity. She believed that to be able to properly pay attention to someone else, to fully become receptive to their situation and all its complexity, you need to first get your own self out of the way. Well, I can tell you that as far as the creator economy is concerned, uh, attention is worth a global value of $250 billion. Um, these online influencers who are making big impacts in the way we consider uh celebrities and marketing Isn't Jimmy and almost at social million? media yeah but even jimmy though is part of a rare breed right like i think it was something like yeah no jimmy's under... worth more than like four of the top 10 others combined only 12% of full-time content creators make over $50,000 a year. Over 46% of people who consider themselves content creators make less than $1,000 a year. Holla! <laughs> yet, yet, as I stated earlier, the idea of social media in general, it, the content creator aspect of that alone is worth 250 billion dollars right so like social media it's a huge industry right which could probably get into the trillions of dollars right and the people who participate in it the people who make it up are not really benefiting from it at all right like i said 12 percent making more than $50,000 a year, right? Like $50,000 a year isn't a lot. Like it's really 1% of the 1% of content creators who are out here making more than, who are out here making like the, the Jimmy money, right? Like it's not, it's not the reality for a lot of content That's creators. That's Mr. Beast for all who don't know the shorthand. <laughs> 
but that's not to say that this industry hasn't made an impact on on society as we know it right can i make like, a real quick one-liner uh, about jimmy it's not jimmy mr beast though so jimmy butler i'm sure you saw his haircut oh my god oh my god F- did we not talk about Jimmy Butler's haircut? I think we did, but I just want to say, okay. like, ESPN threw up a graphic for the upcoming Celtics Heat game. Yeah. And it was Jimmy Butler with the fucking emo haircut. Because uh, <laughs> tonight will be the night. And I, and it's totally gone already. Like, he's he's back to, like, yeah. either straight backs yeah. or something. Oh, no, but it's, listen, that meme will live. At least Jimmy Butler is a god tier troll. It will it will live at least until March Madness. Um, no 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 the entire as long as Jimmy Butler is playing this season yeah that's the picture yeah that's gonna go <laughs> show on. us that line that's the picture. <laughs> um, but back to uh, social media and morality and the creator economy right the like, important shit when you blur the lines with with a tool that you introduce for people to keep in contact and share amongst each other their um you know their common interests and things like that and then you introduce a way to commodify all of that on the heels of us already being flu being influenced by like reality tv and the idea that you don't even necessarily have to have like acting skills to be on TV <laughs> in front of millions of people, right? Like you could just be obnoxious enough to be entertaining, right? And then you give birth to like Jake Pauls and like Lily Sings and stuff like that. You you find yourself in a space where yeah, even the death of a person becomes something that you could potentially go viral right like and you know like the person who filmed the george floyd thing happening instead of fucking pushing the cop off the guy and i'm not saying that maybe you should have pushed the cop off the guy but what would have happened if somebody did push the cop off the guy what what would have happened if no one filmed it I mean, yeah, what would have happened if no one... What would have happened if we filmed it in the 90s and there was no Facebook? Well, L.A. would be on There's fire. There's no Twitter, right? I mean, yes, LA LA LA's, on fire. L.A.'s still on fire no matter what, though, right? So has social media and technology really decayed our morality that much? Or are we all just products of the current economic system that of stress that we're like, I mean, or is human existence savage, brutish, and short? I mean, the answer to all of these questions is yes. All I can tell you is that I do feel like the availability and the abundance of social media um, does kind of exacerbate it. But I also feel like there's a bit of fear mongering around. Uh, like a bit of fear-mongering hype around the idea as well right like conservatives like to believe that real life is twitter a lot more than zoomers do i also feel like even though you know the zoomers do get caught up in like some of the social justice hype and stuff like that it's not first of all 
being socially aware is not really a bad thing like yes it you can be socially aware to like a cringe point but unless you're going like full eco terrorist right then like <laughs> you're not really doing any harm by trying to be socially conscious right like yes you may piss off your gen x or uncle or whatever and you might make thanksgiving a little bit uncomfortable by letting everybody know that you might be non-binary and you want to skip the sex scene in the latest <laughs> movie streaming on paramount plus uh if that's okay with everybody right but i don't see any real problem with that we just get annoyed by the teenagers way of thinking right here i feel like is another perfect example of us being way too obsessed with taking the teenagers seriously like maybe that's my hot take but i do feel like the commodification of social media needs to be addressed uh especially with the proliferation of ai and the way that it's spreading like wildfires in canada and the us and brazil and Australia and everywhere wildfires are spreading everywhere so the Thomas Hobbes quote I was talking about no arts no letters no society and which is worst of all continual fear and danger of violent death and the life of man solitary poor nasty brutish and short do you feel like it is technology though that is ruining people's attention spans and morality or do you feel like it is the commodification of our attention spans through the means of said technology and do you feel like it is our responsibility to regulate that or do you think that it is regulating itself I feel like that is a more challenging question than my professor will ask our class tomorrow. Well, I mean, it's one that you can always pose to your class, but I- Oh, I damn well sure. Like I said, I've made notes. You've already given me a take that I'm going to totally attribute to you in class. <laughs> so winks the white man, winks. <laughs> I have actually, by the way, multiple times me in, as in class since I have returned, gone, so I was talking with my co-host, and he said... <laughs> Citing, I cite my co-host as a source. It is something that is actually relevant, like, when I do talk about the podcast, like, say I am doing comedy in Baltimore, and I'm like, yeah, you know I have a podcast, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, I co-host it with this guy named Doc, and they're like, oh, who's Doc? I'll show him the picture of our podcast, and they're like, oh, you co-host it with a black guy? I'm like, oh, yeah. By the way, we do comedy out in Baltimore sometimes if you're in the DMV area. Uh <laughs> I haven't been up. <sighs> I feel like I'm rusty. I haven't gone up in, like... Oh, I was gonna say I was I was thinking about I got some material for this weekend, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, no, I mean so listen, like I do feel like we kind of exist in a time where there is a crazy amount of people who would rather film than interact, right? Um, but we also exist in a time where you can't knock on people's doors without getting shot. So. But there's another thing that I just thought of. Maybe something, the only way I can describe it is emotional bombardment or emotional overload. 
Like, if you look at YouTube right now and you can see, like, political everything is on fire, Gaza is literally on fire. No, I mean, you're right. And I feel like it causes people to want to be a part of the documentation, right? Like, now that everybody has that, like, there's even Roblox pro-Palestine protests. I was going to say now that everybody has like a camera, because I don't know if y'all like some of y'all might not remember how hard it used to be to get your hands on like a video camera, like even getting your hands on a digital camera was kind of hard growing up in like the 90s and the early 2000s. Right. But like when you grow up with the ability to document your entire life and then post it on the Internet for anybody. He didn't pay like to participate in is kind of crazy, bro. Like there is what is the idea of privacy when like that ability exists from the moment you're born, right? Like there literally there are photos of people and videos of people online from the day that they were born, and they had no way to consent in that. And when they grow up, they will grow up with their entire lives, like the beginning of their entire lives, documented for them and their cousins and their mom's co-workers to see and their mom's co-workers friends because their mom's co-worker commented on it and unless like you know you're savvy in the way you you know cater or your internet experience right to pick up from this article think of the countless stories of camera phones short-circuiting human decency Many a bystander has witnessed a car accident or a fistfight and taken out their phone to film the drama rather than rush over to see if the victim needs help. One Canadian government commission report found out that when our experience of the world is mediated by smartphones, we often fixate on capturing a quote spectacle because we want the quote rush we will get with the instant reaction to our videos on social media. And to that which I say, yeah, internet karma's like heroin. I mean, not just that dude, but like going viral can literally make or break people's careers. Mm -hmm. It can rags to riches people. Marketing companies have completely moved away from building like interesting ad campaigns and they're now you know partnering with content creators to promote their brands right like they're completely like moving away from like boomer tubes and stuff like that That's and they're throwing the all their thing. weight behind these tiktok that influencers. is one of the biggest things that we have been talking about in my social media class is like if you're going to outsource your brand are you going to use certain influencers yeah no, dude, like you're you're talking about people like Marcus Brownlee, who has nearly 40 billion views on YouTube, right? And has like a whole production team behind him. Like, who do you think they're going to go to? Do you think they're going to go to like people from like Dancing with the Stars for these partnerships? No, they want the people with disposable income, the youth who they've always been advertising to. So they're going to go where the youth is going. And that's on TikTok. They're not, they did, I mean, it's hard to get them to watch fucking Netflix, dude. So like, yeah, 
and there's no commercials on Netflix. To they're be paying honest, for to be honest, they're paying the for a subscription. I had Netflix yeah. was for Castlevania and the One Piece live action. My point is, but, yeah. is we're paying for subscription services without commercials. People have ad blockers on lots of their web browsers and stuff when they're watching YouTube anyway. So to get through to these kids, they have to go to the content creators. And honestly, it cuts their bottom line shorter because then you put the weight of like doing the ad on the content creator like bitch that's your job yeah you like all of our <laughs> listeners thankfully don't have to hear ads about you know nordvpn dollar shave club zip recruiter uh what's the the soap brand uh man soap soap for men oh, manscape uh well not men that's harry's the, yeah harry's soap for men that's another one uh, uh mcdonald's yeah. that's another one i hear a lot yeah uh, yeah. Better help, of course. Can't forget better help. Yet, yet. Keyword is yet, because when when that check comes, you guys are gonna have to sit through some ads. But we appreciate you, just like we Here, always let me appreciate. Practice my better help ad. Ready? Ready? <laughs> and look, I know we say some fucked up things on this podcast. That's because we're fucked up. You know how we try to stay not fucked up and be able to be coherent and alive to record this podcast? That's because of BetterHelp. BetterHelp is always there, available 24-7 whenever I need to talk to somebody. Also, this goes for you. And if you have a problem or don't like your therapist, you can change at any time. And just remember, it always takes a few seconds to load the next bullet. And just remember that all of this shit is fake. Um, We're not sponsored by anybody. No. However, no. we do have a Patreon. <laughs> we do have a Patreon. And social media is not real. Um, I think that's kind of the author of the Vox article's point. And the WAPO article is pointing out that this shit is an industry, right? Like this has now been absorbed by the capitalist beast uh just like every every good thing uh the internet is no longer the wild west that we once thought it was and the fact that elon musk is the owner of twitter is proof of that right like or what was formerly twitter is proof of that the experiment is over social media is, was the i guess catalyst for that once they were able to mine the data and figure out how they could commodify the internet they did uh right under our eyes <laughs> and essentially there's really nothing we can do about it except for what we've always done about it which is continue to innovate on top of the machine that they there's so many people pursuing this, and I feel like almost at its core, it's the ethos of it is the American dream. To do what you want to do, something that you love to make a living. Well, that is the avenue that these tools created, right? It was, I mean, these video sharing sites were ways for us to share video. It is an avenue Social of media. income that previously was not available, but does it satisfy the ethos of the American dream? That's too be I determined. mean, yes and Are we no. all Jimmy? No. No. Only like 1% of us are able to make it up into that upper echelon, and that's just the reality of the situation. Right now, the US uh, Labor Department doesn't even have like official terms for lots of social media jobs, right? Like video editors and stuff 
for YouTube channels, uh, thumbnail art. There are literally like industries that are cottage built around the creator economy that are not recognized by the US Labor Department. That's how new of a phenomenon this is, but the impact that it has created along with its creation cannot be ignored. It's simply um, put here to stay. And I think over time, the way it has impacted people's attention spans and quote unquote moralities will level level out over time we are already kind of seeing that with gen z alone right and we're only really what like fucking 10 years into social media like like we're like heavy heavy social media yeah like yeah like this the social media really became a thing we'll say in like what 2003 if you was on the internet back when it was like Windows 98 demotivational posters forums and stuff remember like those <laughs> I haven't seen a good demotivational poster in a while when it was fucking Adobe Flash and shit like the whole documentation of your entire lives thing is really annoying I've actually hit the uh, see this left less often thing on like the flashback Facebook thing I'm just like, I don't need to know that I posted this meme 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> Especially when all you do is post memes on social media. Like, you don't need to, like, ha, yeah, I remember that Kermit meme. That was the time. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, that was when we were all into Joe Exotic. Like, that's what most people's, like, social medias really are. And I don't feel like most people are really as impacted by the morality shift of the social media effect as the article is kind of like insinuating that it is i do feel like there is a bit of fear-mongering when it comes to the social media effect because it is fairly new like like we said we are in you can see that from the uh image that is the headline of the article where it is a girl looking transfixed slash shocked while her eyes are blindsided with the Facebook and Instagram logos. I think it has made a decent impact. I, I, do, I do think it would be negligent to say that it hasn't made an impact on society, right? Because like it has literally been used to like commit- Start revolutions. And commit genocides. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, we cannot ignore the impact that social media has Remember had. Remember Comey 2012? Coney 2012? Facebook in Malaysia. I don't know. It's a very nuanced subject matter, um, but I do feel like it is more On a scale from less... one to Israel-Palestine, uh, how nuanced is it? Capitalism. The answer is and always has been capitalism. Well, that's just like a general zero to ten fucking scale. Like, I have a running joke whenever I talk about my major. I'm just like, look, we go into class with questions and we walk out of class with more questions. And when we do our homework, we just blame capitalism. I mean, like, that's that's the media communications right there. Because it's literally always the answer when you when you get down to it. Like, why is the endless scroll a feature? Right. Like, like look, everything that seems simple is actually extremely complicated just explained simply yeah 
I, I mean, the like button. The fact that when you click the like button, it does the little pop-up sparklers and stuff like that. That seems simple, but Facebook spent fucking like thousands of dollars on researching how much that infect, like how much that affects the like reward centers of your brain and how much longer it'll keep you scrolling There's now that reason. we have in the scroll. There's a reason when you're on TikTok, you have to hit the back button twice to close the app. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's all designed methodically so that you are influenced. If you by... don't think it matters, it actually matters a lot. Yeah, but the people who are telling you that social media is influencing you and ruining your brain don't understand that grocery stores have a layout for a reason and that the the perishables and the things that you need like are always like bread milk eggs that stuff is always in the back of the store or always on the far end because they want you to walk amongst all the other things and then start to go oh maybe i need this oh maybe i need that children's cereals are always on the middle aisles I, and I, post I, pays for that General Mills pays for that because your kids grab it and you're more likely to buy it if your kids pay. like so I, do I, not I, let, I do need my extra toasty cheese. Do not let these boomers tell you that social media and technology are over encompassing it, all empowering influential things that are melting and ruining and degenerating your brains because they will spend time in casinos at the timeshares that they bought. <laughs> Probably in PA or Delaware so they could smoke cigarettes inside. They also buy fucking brain powder from Joe Rogan. <laughs> Made of ground up mummies. <laughs> like, bro, stop. It's all, it's all sensational. This Did I send you that where it was like, can't remember what the fuck I was talking about where they were saying like people were gonna try to get immune like immortal life by grinding up zombies or mummies and like drinking their oh dude what no that's like a fucking that's that's first of all that's a fairly common known thing that Europeans did it was like mainly European nobility but European nobility did it for so long it became widely known and popular amongst like middle class Europeans and then everybody started grinding up mummy bones for medical purposes and stuff like that. I'm gonna that. totally cut it off and drop a real hot take that I don't want, that I only want you to respond to with one sentence before we go to break on our final segment. That's, that's a wild setup, but let's go for hot it. Hot take. He's heating up! There shouldn't be a left and a right Twix. It should be a top and a bottom Twix, since the label goes horizontally across the can. He's on fire! I thought you were going to say because Twix is pro-LGBTQ and... Clearly they are! We'll be back after this break. Whatever. Like I said, we were going to go to break because I set it up that way. Screw the rules! I have money! Thank you to our patrons. Enraged Peacock! Look, it's a flood! It's a flood! It's flooding! Get away! Quick, we need to get to higher ground! Open the floodgates!